Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, before we get into MVP Monday, I had a question mm-hmm. because I was thinking this to myself. Which player is more valuable to their team? An NFL quarterback that is an MVP caliber player or a closer in basketball? Not just a superstar, but somebody who is fully capable of taking over a game in the final two minutes because it's not the same thing as just a superstar. It's a guy that kind of has that killer instinct that has the confidence to take those final shots and also the skill to make them. So who do you think is more important? A quarterback in the age where, you know, the supply and demand is there's not that many good ones Mm -hmm. or a closer in basketball that can seal a series almost by himself. Quarterback, no question. It's the hardest position on the planet. Yes, it's the hardest position on the planet. I mean, it's not even close. There's a reason why it is so difficult to find a a decent quarterback in the NFL. I mean, think Mm -hmm. about it now. When you talk about the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, once you get past that top 10 or so, it starts to drop down pretty quickly. And I think the primary reason is this. Not only is it the most important position and most difficult position in all of sports, but – if you are a closer in basketball, that you can kind of mill around, you can you can play decent basketball and then come alive. A quarterback, if you don't play well at quarterback, you're not going to have a chance to win by the end of the game anyway. Like quarterbacks can absolutely torpedo a game. They can torpedo a season because it's not spot duty. Whereas in the NBA, if you're a closer, you can come in late. You could be a sixth man. You could come off the bench and not have hurt your team, but then help them late. But if you're a quarterback, there is so, so much more risk involved where you can abs- You can throw four picks. It won't matter what you do at the end of the game. Game's over. So I think it's quarterback. And, and again, Matt just put this in the chat, but there's a reason why guys like Daniel Jones, you think Danny Jones is getting paid $50 million. How? Well, part of it is he had a good season or $40 million. The, the, the other part of it is, who else are they going to get? Draft another guy and, and roll the dice again? It's just so difficult to find, so I'm going quarterback. Do you think it's closer? I think I tend to agree with you in the quarterback situation, but I could definitely argue the other side because, number one, basketball players make a lot too. Like, how much did Mike Conley make when he was in Memphis? Like, this guy made over $100 million. And just by virtue Mm -hmm. of the fact that there is only five guys on the court at a time. And I think in the postseason, you can have a quarterback that kind of has a mediocre game, but the team's still in it. Like, look at the Jimmy G effect, where they went to Lambeau Field. Jimmy Garoppolo threw, like, I think two picks in that game, and they still won it. So there are more ways to win in the NFL. It is more of a team sport. But you're absolutely, absolutely right about the demand for quarterbacks right now because it's in an all-time high like it is incredibly difficult to find a good quarterback and I think the crazy thing now is all the quarterbacks are in the AFC so maybe in the NFC you don't have to have a superstar quarterback 
uh, to make it to the NFC Championship. But I thought it was an interesting argument. So I wanted to float it to you. And then somebody tailed on top of that. They said, okay, well, who would you take, Tom Brady or Michael Jordan? You got an answer there? Well, also, if this is where I would say, if it's you're talking about one. a clutch play, it's a tough, but then I think we're getting into maybe a different argument. Like if you're talking about a good closer, like to me, a good closer in the NBA would be like a Robert Ory or someone like that who big ah, shot Rob. That's not what I'm talking but, about. Oh, it, well, if you're talking about a great, an MVP player, well, I would still say quarterback because it's more, it, it's still the more difficult position to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it just, it's just impossible to find great quarterbacks. It's ex- exceptionally difficult. How many guys come out and have, you know, you definitely know the quarterbacks. And this is uh, another thing that I think supports this argument is there are a ton of basketball players, right? And they come out and they don't make it in the pros. Very good basketball players. They just don't live up to their potential. But you always remember the quarterbacks that come in, whether it's Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, Zach Wilson, these guys that come in with these massive expectations. They're at the top of the draft. They sign monster quarterbacks, and then the bottom just falls out. So if we're talking about MVP players, maybe that, but a close, I, I think we're talking about two different things. We're a closer in basketball. I don't necessarily think of the best player in basketball. That, if you're talking about Jordan versus Brady, I feel like maybe that's a different argument. Have we had like one of those players in a while? Because we used to have the sharpshooters, we used to have like the Ray Allens and the Robert Ory. Do we have yeah. those anymore? I don't think so because, well, the game has changed in that, and this is partially, well, a lot of the reason why is Steph Curry because he he has changed the game in how people approach the game. So shooting from that deep, taking shots from mm-hmm. such a long range was something that was reserved for only the best shooters in the game. And right. so you can remember guys like a Ray Allen. Even during Jordan's days, he had someone like, I don't know, uh, a John Paxson who hit a couple clutch shots back in the NBA Finals. Guys who could hit in Steve, Steve Kerr, Kerr was yeah. another guy. Yeah, so it was more of a specialized type of player, a guy who could who was a sharpshooter from the outside. And now you have a, a lot of guys that are very good from deep or pretty good, even though Steph is still the best. But then the reason why that that's not necessarily a good thing is that the guys who can hit those elbow jumpers, those two-point mid-range shots – that is something that has kind of been lost in the mix. Right. Everybody wants to shoot threes now. But you oh, know who's yeah. going to know the answer to this question? Bill, our executive producer, who's coming in to give us the candidates for MVP Monday. MVP Monday. All right, Bill. Do you know somebody right now that's like a closer and not just like the superstar of a team? Because I feel like you're a basketball guy. You would know. Yeah, I'm going to go with jinx on this that I think the way that the NBA has gone these days, that there are just so many guys that are good at shooting threes that I think it's a bit of a, like I say, a lost art, obviously, because the guys are hitting threes. But I think it's that that guy that's the specialist as just a three-point shooter, I don't think it's there anymore, like you you guys mentioned, Robert Mm Ory and guys like that. I will go back to say as far as the quarterback closer debate, very rarely are you going to have an NFL team that has their quarterback out and can win in the playoffs. We saw that with San Francisco this past, but you saw in game one, just Celtics 76ers, the MVP of the league doesn't play, his team still wins. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I think quarterback is a little bit a little bit more important. But it's it's a great it's a great debate. It's a great debate to think about. All right, let's debate this. MVP Monday nominee 
Number one coming your way, James Harden of Philadelphia. And Bede bullies his way inside, out to Harden for the three. Got it! Forty-two points, nine rebounds, eight assists, and that game-winning three for him in Game Four. Nominee number two, Devin Booker of Phoenix. Booker probing, might want to double-team him. Booker's going to shoot over two. Why not? Holy smokes! Booker against Caldwell Pope doubled. KD got it. Booker had himself a heck of a weekend. 47 on Friday night, 36 on Sunday, and 12 assists, a playoff career high, including that one to Kevin uh, Durant there late in the game. Nominee number three, Sam Reinhart, your Florida Panthers. Here's Reinhart. Twisting outside the line. Now advancing. Plays the bank to the far side. Lundell. Back to Suddenly, the Panthers up three zip over mm. Toronto. The eighth seed Panthers one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Finally, nominee number four, and we'll be a little quieter about this. Wyndham Clark from the PGA Tour. Wonderful putt. This is the moment he's been dreaming of. And he's made his family proud. There are times when you see a, a first-time winner and you you can't help but root for him and feel the glee and the connection. What well, it must be like that first time. And then there are times when you have a guy like Wyndham Clark and you say, you know what, this guy's he's a special talent. He is indeed, Jim. Thank you, Jim Nance, for the call there. <laughs> Wyndham Clark, 19 under, I should say, at Quail Hollow, the second lowest all-time score at the Wells Fargo Championship. So, Chelsea, who's your MVP this Monday? Yeah, sorry, Wyndham Clark. I'm going to go James Harden here because not only is he putting up these video game numbers, he's not even the guy that's supposed to be doing this. He has the MVP of the league on his team, but yet yeah, the Sixers games and their wins have been mostly decided by the performance of James Harden. So I think this is a big performance from him. Clearly the 42 points and also some of these clutch shots that he's made. Uh, the three back in one of the other games. Then he had the jumper with just a, a couple seconds to go in this one. And plus the added touch that he had that touching tribute to the Michigan State shooting survivor. I thought that was really nicely done. So I'm going to go James Harden here. Yeah, I'm going to go James Harden as well, just because, you know, it's kind of crazy too, is that the Sixers have needed every ounce of James Harden to mm -hmm. stay in this series. Remember in the first game, like he he had, what, 46? And even then, it took a fall away three over Al Horford for the Sixers to win that game. And then yesterday, it took a floater with like, 14 seconds to play to tie this game and then took a game winner in overtime for the Sixers to win this game by one. So James Harden is giving, giving about every ounce that you can give as an NBA player. We're talking about a closer, Chelsea. I mean, he has closed out two games of this series. So if not for him, you also mentioned how maybe Joel Embiid has been a little bit meek or maybe a touch timid. I, I, I think you're right. It is James Harden here because he is the reason why the Sixers are still in this series.
Well, I'm not going to make it a clean sweep because Devin Booker has been off the charts the last couple of games. You look at his numbers, 47 on Friday, 36 and a playoff career high, 12 assists on Sunday, and they need every single point, every single assist to get their series with Denver tied at two. And he's doing it by shooting 34 of 43 combined from the field. That is unbelievable in the NBA playoffs. You're not talking about a guy like Shaquille O'Neal, who's two feet from the basket and just dunking on everyone's head. You're talking about a shooting guard who's doing this. So to me, Mm -hmm. yeah, Harden was pretty good yesterday. And Boston gambled, and he burned them with that late three in overtime that ended up being the game winner. But Devin Booker, I mean, his performance Friday and Sunday, just unbelievable. So I'm going to go Booker with a hat tip as well and only didn't make even the nominees because they lost both games. But how good was Nikola Jokic? Friday, a triple-double. Yesterday, he scores 53, but they go 0-2, so I couldn't put him in the nominees this week. Did you hear on the broadcast where Shaq said he is purely the best big man in the league? And I know that Joel Embiid is playing, but as far as like technical skills for a big man, he plays like an old school big man, you know, with the post up moves and, you know, working his way around the paint. So I thought, you know, it was kind of a hot take. But if anybody knows what a good big man should look like, wouldn't it be Shaq? I don't think it's a hot take at all. I mean, this was this is a guy who's two-time MVP and was second this year in the voting. So, yeah, you can certainly make a case for Joel Embiid. No question about it. He's your MVP. He earned it fine. But ask yourself a simple question. If Nikola Jokic had won MVP this season, would would it be stunning? Would you be shocked? Like, oh, my. No, No. absolutely not. Not at all. You'd say, well, yeah, it was close. You could have given it to Embiid, but I don't mind Nikola Jokic winning it. He's just been unbelievable just season after season and i think you make a good point too Shaq knows the center position as much as anyone who's ever played the game and i think he's right that's just my personal opinion Embiid is great but joker to me does just does a little bit more and we saw it in last night's game for sure it's such a gut punch when you have a guy that is unstoppable like the suns had nothing to stop nicole Jokic. scored you know 53 whatever and mm-hmm. they still lost the game that has to be incredibly deflating for the Nuggets. So, yes, I think Devin Booker deserves some credit here, but I didn't give it to him because this is what we have come to expect from him. Because when you look at scores in the NBA, I think he's top five as far as, like, pure scoring. We have seen mm-hmm. this. I remember back in the day when he played for the Suns, and they were terrible, and he had that, like, what, was it a 60-point game, a 70-point game, something like that? But mm-hmm. it was in a loss. And everybody's like, well, they lost the game. But what a performance from Evan Booker. So we've come to expect it from D-Book. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.